folks? Welcome to Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Why is your face like that? I'm so excited because it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. I always admit, I like us doing it every week, but I also like every two weeks is also nice because I'm like, we can't wait to do this. There's so many things. And there's so let's much garbage it. happening. Let's let's start. How you been? I Well, I feel great. Okay. I feel capital. I'm eating well. I'm exercising. I'm yes. trying to be my finest self. Yes. Well, the weather's nice mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's all good. Yeah. And how about you? I'm awesome. Um, I'm doing very much the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, uh, I've been doing it for a, a while now, like trying to lose weight, trying to be healthy, all these different things. But like recently I've been like, let's get on it. Mm-hmm. Like let's, you know, you have one body. You don't, you know. You only get one. You only get one. You want to do it right. Um, so I've been really taking care of myself and even more so for my life, the fact that Game of Thrones and Insecure is back is just really yeah. feeding my soul. People are talking about Insecure a lot. Have you watched Insecure yet? No, absolutely not. Alex. I'm not going to. Alex. Keep talking. Alex. Nothing will change. Alex. Yes. I need you to watch Insecure. I have no motivation to watch that show. It's It literally talks about our lives. Like, literally talks about our lives. Are you calling me insecure? Is that what you're saying right no, now? No, oh my God. You and your... Fragile male ego. <laughs> I, I have a tendency to take things very literally. <laughs> Clearly, it's a problem. Um, no, it's just it's just so smart. Um, the the show is incredibly smart, and I know you have HBO Go, and I want you. That's if, true. And I would love for you. And it's not long. It's thirty minute uh, thirty minute episodes. Mm. Um, and I think I think uh, Issa Rae does a really good job of writing, um, just content that makes sense for like for women characters that are like I like I I'm not a black woman but the things right. that she goes through wait wait you're not I hate you a black woman I am not did you think I was this whole time remember the first podcast we did where oh, I talked about who I was <laughs> I thought you were just like speaking in a metaphor oh right right because like, being Daisy is a metaphor I was like she's not being serious that time i was not literal you were that would have helped me <laughs> that would have helped you um no so i mean i think she just speaks about being a woman of color dating she does something that i would have never done so i'm not gonna like spoil it for you but is I it in the first episode that she does this thing no she does it later on well i don't have time for that wow you were the actual worst <laughs> the first episode i'll give it a pass one day it's just so hard get... fitting it in with all these like Late night show commentaries and right. podcast updates and like right. as the world turns General Hospital, aka White House edition. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't keep up with all. I get it. All I my stories, it. I, I can't keep it. up with all my. Like soaps. I would love for you to watch Game of Thrones, but I don't think you will like it no. as and much as. What is it? In season fifteen now. Okay, like, no, relax. It's like season seven. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't um, catch up. But, uh, no, I think Insecure, like, speaks... Uh, Larry Wilmore is one of the producers and helped create it. Oh, that's um, important. Yeah, so it's, like, cool to see a black man supporting a black woman doing I really good work. like Larry Wilmore. Yeah, I do like Larry Wilmore, too. And so I just... it's I love Insecure, and I'm a big fan of it. And uh, it just... It speak, and you know what? The one thing I really love about Insecure is that I get to see male parts. Well, not, like, their front parts, but at least <clears throat> their back parts. I'm talking about Ikea furniture? Um, the male connectors no. oh yeah so like not their do. penises but their booty like i see a lot like because you know in hbo you can kind of see all the things oh because you right. know you can this is a, a smut <laughs> episode this is a smut show is what you're telling me it's not smut. it's for dirty minds i mean 
It's. I wasn't raised like that. Oh, okay? really? You weren't? <laughs> so I'm going to have to. No, of course. I don't uh, care. The... HBO has a long run. As a boy, HBO got me through a lot of my curiosities. I'm sure it <laughs> Back did. In the day, it was like, what time is it? 10.30? All right. Time Skinamax. for... Skinamax. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I just... Yeah, it's like... And like, well, their I... sex scenes are very... I was like... This is a 30-minute show, huh? Yeah, and I'm just like... got to fit that in? And I was like, that's that's real sex? Holy oh, so crap. this is it because it's on HBO. It's an actual 30-minute like, yeah. show. It's not like 22 minutes plus commercials. No, no, no it's like 30 it's minutes. actual 30. Okay, 30, so, maybe 33 minutes. So you could really get in like a full hour's worth of show sans commercials. Right, totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's very... And it's... There's... it. it, it uh, it's so good. I need you to watch it. Maybe. I just think if I got... If I like wore you down to get an iPhone... Mm-hmm. That... Maybe. That was not you. I know, but I'd like to think that I... You go ahead and take credit for I that. want to take credit for certain like good things <laughs> in your life. Funny. Specifically... You know what... You know what... IPhone. You know what the iPhone... The iPhone breaking point for me was... You don't realize how much technology changes in two years yeah. until you buy... Uh, an Android when they're at their top peak performance and right. there's $200 less right. than iPhone. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll just do it. And then two years later, you're like, okay, time to re-up. Wait a second. All these Androids <laughs> cost as much as an iPhone. Right. They stepped up. Pixel thinks they're like the hot shit. And, yeah. And so does Samsung Galaxy. Right, and I'm right. like, well, I will quickly go back to my blue bubbles. <laughs> this is uh, I never will forget when you got to the blue bubbles. But let's get into our dabbling session. So um, much. Because there's so much to talk about, but I still want you to watch Insecure because I think you'd like it. Tabled for next time. Tabled for next time. So what's going on in the dabbling section? We have a lot to talk about because so much has happened. Yo, all right, so we have a couple sports features in the dabbling section, right. but it's not related to the play. No. It's related to outside. the words. Outside. The words outside the field. And Absolutely. In, and in the Twitter sphere. So Colin Kaepernick. Who is that person? He is formerly... The starting quarterback, then benched quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. People who don't watch football may know him because he was the guy who first started taking the knee at -hmm. the National Anthem. At first, he sat down one day when they were playing the National Anthem at the stadium before a game, and everyone's like, why is he standing? Why is he sitting down? You're so un-American. Hold on. (laughs) All the other players are standing. Why is your ass on the bench? You're the starting quarterback. Act like it. And so he says after the game, like, hey, look. I appreciate everyone else wants to stand. I feel like my country has a lot of problems, mostly surrounding the brutality and killing of black and brown bodies in America, and I don't feel like standing for that. Mm. So I took a seat, and he compromised later to say, like, oh, I'll I'll take one knee. Yeah. And so he's down in that that formation. And And some other players did it too, but mostly he got got most of the the calling out for it. So what, what about him? A, another quarterback who recently retired, Michael Vick. Oh, One Michael dog, Vick. The dogfighter? People might remember him because of his episode with dogfighting back in the day, which he served a good amount of time in jail for. Don't, don't matter. He's a terrible human for doing that. Yeah. And since then, he's done a lot to go around and uh, advocate for, uh, what is it? Like, pet animal decency or something? Just not animal you mean brutality. Just don't be an asshole right basically he's going around like hey did you know you're not supposed to hurt animals oh really i learned that in jail oh wow yeah so he paid <sighs> his time and, and he's going out and doing some good things to dispel that but then he said about colin kaepernick colin kaepernick has been out of the league since he was released 
and a lot of people think that's having to do with some people think it's because Colin Kaepernick has lost his touch a little bit other people think it's because ownership and teams don't want to take a risk on a guy who is politically minded Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. he goes to a podium and you ask him about the game, you'll get that. But if you ask him about why he took a knee, he will also tell you, well, go, being a beautician takes two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but going through police academy takes six months. Mm-hmm. Why does it take longer to be a beautician than a police officer? Mm-hmm. And they don't want those kind of opinions at their podium. Right, right, right. Because they have corporate sponsorships that may feel sure. one way or another about whatever political stance he's taking, which is pretty liberal, Black Lives Matter-esque yeah. kind of things that often scare white white old men. Old men at companies, and also white old men who just live out in the heartland, which a lot of the NFL, National Football League base, is yep. white guys. Yep. And they got a lot of testosterone, and they got a lot of ego. I will say, I used to love watching football. Used like, to, me too. I loved watching it. I loved being on fantasy football teams. I used to do mm-hmm. very well. You used to dominate. I I, I wasn't in any of your leagues, but I'd be scared to be in your no, league. No, I, I was, you know, I, I loved I loved it. But I think the past couple of years, I've just been like, I still follow it. I still like to know where, right. like, I like to know where my bears are. I just, you know, that's just. I can you tell know, you. I, I'm, <laughs> you are an asshole. Get out. <laughs> But, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm at a place where, like, there's, um, it, they're not at all appealing to me as a, a woman, because one, and as a woman of color. Because? I don't, I don't know what it, what it was specifically, but it, I just, it. I'll tell you what it was for me. What it was for you? It was a bunch of videos I saw after. What well, did the nail in the coffin? It had already been dwindling because I got busy with other right, stuff. Yeah. But videos of people reacting after the Vikings lost to the Green Bay Packers a few years ago. Uh-huh. And there were videos of people causing damage mm-hmm. to their own property. Like a boy sitting next to his girlfriend. He's probably like 17. Mm-hmm. On the couch. Vikings lost. He start, gets up, starts screaming at the TV. No, no. This is the commercial. No. This is a, someone videotaping a real They're, happening and okay. posting it. Okay. And so the girl next to him goes, Bobby, what's the problem? Right. It's just a game. Right. And then he goes, no, no. He keeps screaming. He picks up the humidifier, the standing humidifier, oh, God. and he slams it through the glass table in front of them. She looks terrified. Yes, I, I would too. This, would kid, this kid is probably like... 120 pounds wet soaking wet okay and he's just like all in his masculine feelings and it's coming out and then the people who are out there like you know in their uh dc redskins t-shirts yeah they can and just like i think that might have been i'm like how are you using someone's culture and and calling the redskins and making that your your symbol i just feel like that should have changed by now oh i'm the fact that we're even that's even an issue. Like, we're still talking about this after how many years of people trying to advocate for that not to be there. It's no excuse. It's, you know, I honestly watch, like, the Super Bowl for the show, for Beyonce usually. Right. If Beyonce's, you know, like, Lady Gaga did a good job last year. That was cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just they haven't been appealing. And, and their ratings are showing that, too. Like, it has been dwindling for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and... 
I mean, I'm still going to be a Bears fan if the Bears do well. I'm going to be excited. I mean, we don't have Jay Cutler anymore, so I think we might be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, right. but yeah. Anyway, back to this. So Michael Vick said, what did Michael Vick do? Michael Vick said, look, Colin's not out of the league because people think he is too political. He's out of the league because of his play, and he's just lost his touch, mm-hmm. and he needs to cut his hair. His, like, his, his hair. Colin Kaepernick his black ass hair frequently wears an afro right a rather large afro probably measuring out in diameter around like 12 15 inches it's pretty big it's very like 70s-esque like yes. 70s-esque afro it's he'll go up on a podium with it he yeah. has no problem wearing it and he puts a helmet over it takes it off brushes it up right um yeah Michael Vick said he needs to cut his hair we could read into that there's so much self-hate there in my eyes, that's what I see. Michael Vick, a black man himself, darker than Colin Kaepernick. Absolutely. Colin Kaepernick, I believe, is multiracial. I believe so, too. Um, Michael Vick, when he came into the league, Michael Vick had an afro in cornrows. Right. If it wasn't in cornrows, it was an afro. Well, then once he came, once he came out of prison, when he, he definitely changed up a lot Caesar of things. Caesar cut. Because, I mean, his physical look and, like, what he did because he had to rehabilitate his image. Right. So I can see him saying... To rehabilitate your image, cut your hair. You could get more job offers right. if you looked, quote unquote, the part. Yep. Respectability. Yeah, responsibility politics. Yeah. Totally. So, and so, what did Colin Kaepernick do? What? He- this week's Clapback Award <laughs> goes to Colin Kaepernick, who responded on social media to Michael Vick's comment. We, not directly. He mm-hmm. didn't mention him directly, but Colin Kaepernick, out of nowhere, out of the blue, right. posted the definition of Stockholm Syndrome. And what what's the definition of Stockholm Syndrome? It's basically a lot of self-hate. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you want to explain it better than that? I no, mean, I mean, that's, that's what much, it is. He's just, I mean, yeah. You he hate was, yourself. He's like, so, brother, you told me, mm-hmm. another brother. <laughs> to cut my hair. Come on now. Yeah. Come but, on. And, like, the thing is, like, a lot of people of color that I know specifically women of color, specifically women who have more textured hair, yeah, you like know, black kinky hair, and, kinky, yeah. like what, whatever you want to call more it. More curls, very More fine. curls, uh, lots of volume. A lot of body. A lot of, yeah, a lot, yeah. Of, lot, lot going on in it, right? And that could be from black women to Desi women to Latino, mm-hmm. Latina women um, to Latinas, not Latina women. That, that doesn't make sense. Um, that... You know, they, they've had other women of color tell them, oh, wear your hair a certain way in order mm-hmm. for you, like, to present yourself in an interview or present yourself in a, a boardroom or whatever else it may be. And it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of self, it's a lot of that. It's a, it's totally Stockholm Syndrome. It's a lot of, like, we have to play this ga- this white man's game. And so in order to play this white man game, go, go straighten your hair. Go right. relax your hair. Don't. Don't wear your hair natural. Like, get get a wig. Like, you know, do what you You need have. to conform to the, the white normative standard. Right. And and what is beautiful is these things, not your beautiful hair. Right. That is 17 inches in diameter so around your head. Like, I don't care. Because it's so properly manicured. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that it's his afro it's, is his done. His afro looks awesome. It's like, it's like it's precision sharp around oh. the edges. And he's like, you know what? Colin having the only afro on the team... Don't do that. You'll stand out. Don't right. do that. You'll you'll make waves. So make sure you cut your hair. Keep it low, which aka keep a low profile. Right. 
you won't get outed as being different. Mm-hmm. And I think you giving that advice. Yeah, I mean, my, people went back at Michael Vick, and Michael Vick recanted what right. he said and said he realized it, how problematic it was. Right. He's like, I shouldn't have said what I said. Right. Yeah, and it is a well-known fact around the league in circles mm-hmm. that there are several teams, seven, eight teams, who mm-hmm. have the cap space and the money and the need for a backup quarterback. Right. And he is the best option on the market, but people are working him out and then saying, nah, he's not for us. Because even though he has the arm and the skill, they'll pass upon him to go with a less qualified, less athletic quarterback who is not as much of a risk and pay him as much. Yeah, people are like, I mean, ownership, just like you said, it's ownership at the top who's mostly old and white saying, yeah, if we take him, You're he's going to be a scary. problem. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And it's it reads clear as day. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows it. They won't say it outright, but we all know what's going on. Ugh. I'm glad Colin Kaepernick stuck up for himself. And I'm glad at this point, still a free agent, Colin is saying, I'm not changing. My fro is staying. My right. opinions are staying. If right. you want to work me out, I'll come throw a ball. But I am fine. And, you know, I... And we get these messages a lot, right? Like, not just as a person who is Colin Kaepernick, who's who could be making millions and millions of dollars being a, this pro athlete. I, you know, I, I really appreciate him for being unapologetically who he is completely mm-hmm. and fully and possibly risking this, the money that he could be making by taking a political stance. But I also appreciate that, like, I'm sure people have told him, "Hey, stop taking any. Hey, stop doing this. Like, stop doing these things because you're causing you're causing a stir. You're making yeah. people feel uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about times people have told me, "Like, act this way, and your your guys will like you better." Or like, yeah. "Do this, you can get a promotion." You know, like all these different things that I'm just like, "Who who's making these rules up? Old white men, mm-hmm. old white straight men." So good for good Don't for. Like I love that clapback. He's my, he's our clapback person of the week. Yeah. Because <laughs> that that was well well deserved. Good job, Colin Kaepernick. What else is going on? My computer's being super weird. I don't know. I can't get into it. So I'll ask you this. Did you see that Mike Tyson interview with Jeremy Schapp? Uh, no. What's going on with that? Uh, recently, uh, Jeremy Schapp, did, uh, son of Dick Schapp, yes. former historic reporter yeah. for sports, Jeremy did a sit-down interview with Mike Tyson that must have been interesting. The Mike Tyson <laughs> of, I mean, uh, most well-known for his roles in uh, the Hangover movies. <laughs> and then I guess... The uh, face tattoo. The face tattoo. And uh, Bite, there's something else he biting did. Biting someone's ear off? Wasn't that him? Was that in the Hangover? No, he just did that. Didn't he? He bit someone's ear off. I should have done Doing what? Boxing. Oh, was he a boxer too? I hate you. Oh, I didn't know that. He, Mike Tyson sat down with Jeremy Schapp and said a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But what stood out to me was when he kind of glossed over the fact, this is heavy, that he was uh, molested as a child. Wait, what? And that's what Jeremy Schapp said too. Excuse me. Wait, he like, just—he's like, oh, I was molested as a child. You know, and then I had stro- and then I had like cereal the next day. And, yeah, like he just then, like went on. With and his then day. I became a world famous boxer. It's like, wait, what, it, what? Can you go back to the part where you said that someone 
molested? sexually abused you as a child? Yeah. And uh, if it was interesting because, yeah, he just kind of went past it. And Jeremy Schaap said, um, would you mind touching on that a little bit more? Expound upon that. Right. And he's, Use more words. Say yeah. more things. <laughs> and Mike is a man of few words, but he, you know... Give him a script and he's great on camera. But like, <laughs> he was know, really funny in The Hangover. Oh, yeah, dynamite. <laughs> but if you ask him, uh, hey, tell us about yourself and your inner feelings, he's like, I told you what I said. Yeah. That's enough. He's like, so Mike responded like, why are you getting all hung up on this uh, molestation thing? I mentioned yeah. it and right. like, there's Let's not much it to it. Yeah. And Jeremy's like, well, I think that's a big part of your life that we didn't know about. Yeah. And, and I'm, you're I'm downplaying like it. this news. <laughs> Right. Jesus. But to him, I think Mike had uh, put it so far back in his brain that he didn't he didn't dwell on it or think about it. Right. But Jeremy probed a little bit and said, you know, do you think this might have had... I ask because for a lot of people who go through an event like that, it's traumatic. And right. it stays with them for a long time. And it might influence their life, impact their life in a way... Like it might make them bite someone's ear off. It might make them punch <laughs> holes in people's faces. Right. <laughs> like, Just saying. And break Good their Lord. noses. Yeah. And so... Especially but, if you haven't processed it or thought about it or... Yeah. yeah. Uh, eventually, Jeremy prompted him. was like, do you think that any of this contributed to how you became such an aggressive fighter mm. in the ring? I was just like, you felt like you had to beat people up so that no one would ever mess with you like that again. And he's like, yeah, probably... And he just continued on. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was my... It's just like, when I think about such a masculine dominant figure like that, this this moniker of masculinity that we have, and the inability to show vulnerability because it makes you seem quote-unquote weak, Mm. the next thing that came up, or somewhere in that interview, he asked Mike Tyson about his trainer who had passed away not too long ago. Mm -hmm. Whenever Mike would talk about his trainer, he would start to weep. Mm. And... Having like weep or like tear up, cry. There are tears coming out. Okay, and he so would, he's definitely he would take a towel and wipe his eyes. Right, right. And he said like, why do I always cry whenever I talk about him? Mm-hmm. And Jeremy said, this is interesting because uh, that trainer was very famous for being tough on you and saying, don't cry, don't show weakness, mm-hmm. like don't show emotion. Right. And and for Mike, it was this paradox of like for this guy who told me I had to be tough. Right. And manly, all I can do is cry when I think about him. And it's just like this... This there, He needs to go to a therapist. Okay, I think he <laughs> has been. And I think a lot of men need to be because like this is the crap that we're fed. Like right. when you're a kid, watching the NFL, watching wrestling, right. watching these like superhero guys on TV. You're supposed to be tough and broad-chested and like, you know, Tarzan-like. Right. And... Uh, this guy Mike was a boxer and very tough but then you step out of that shell and look at the person Mike Tyson yeah. and there's so many more layers there of, of beauty He's an and onion. Color. he is complex he, it's what Shrek said like we're like an onion we have oh, lots yeah. of layers that wasn't my favorite movie what I didn't care for Shrek <gasps> I don't know if everyone did everyone did and I, that I, soundtrack was bomb I didn't hear the soundtrack. Maybe I'll go do that. It was, it was, I mean, it was, it very much speaks to its time. <laughs> like it was like, anyway, whatever. He, either way, I just feel like, uh, there are so many, he is complex. He contains multitudes. Right. Right. As we all do. Yeah. And we, we didn't get to see so much of Mike Tyson that would have explained a lot. And we would have even, 
I feel bad for making fun of his like voice. You know what mm. I mean? Like, well, like, like chocolate. I mean, it's no, who he okay. is. It's <laughs> it's okay. Continue making fun <laughs> of his voice. No, but I'm saying like I think there's like a. I've never and and it comes back to like when you see people in um, in the in the public eye, you forget that they're like a person and mm-hmm. they've like gone through things. Like it's like when I was I was talking to someone recently and I was just like, it's wild to think that your parents had a life before you. Like they had relationships, they had feelings, they like messed up and they did you know they did these things and you're like, oh no, my parents only existed since I've been born. Like you don't think that there's beyond that. Right. And it's in that same way. Like there's these people who have like, who have lived full lives Mm -hmm. and and some of them even live these full lives in the public eye and you just don't see some of it. And that like it, hearing this about him, one makes me so sad that he's gone through that. And it it makes me sad that he he was part of a statistic that unfortunately exists. Um, which is so sad and I'm sure has a lot to do with, as you said, like as even what the interviewer said, like all of the things that he has done compensating for what happened to him, what maybe made him feel less of a man or whatever Mm. that bullshit like term is, you know, it's like, that makes me really, really sad. And the fact that like, his trainer told him not to cry like or like be tough don't show yeah, emotion it's just yeah. like i just how many times do we tell boy, little boys little boys right. not to cry be strong don't, don't cry. be a girl don't be a wuss yeah yeah i you know and he doesn't strike me as someone who's terribly reflective yeah but there has to He's be been knocked around a couple of times it might have been hard for him yeah too. <laughs> sure there has to be some times where he sits back and thinks about things or remembers and it would almost be a blessing not to have self-reflection for things like that oh yeah a short memory yeah to move on but it still sits there as like a little seed it's there because you'll like randomly say it in an interview because it clearly happened to Mm -hmm. you that's (sighs) man like psychologically yeah gosh that's tripping me out yeah but i just thought that was interesting something that came up the past couple weeks that i think is worth noting of one of the most premier athletes and celebrities we've had in American history right. just revealing something about himself that none of us knew so it's so I mean maybe because there's so much other garbage going on in this world that I had no idea that even happened well let's talk about other garbage speaking of garbage okay garbage. you told me something <laughs> recently do you want me to talk about yeah, it yeah would you please <laughs> all I'm right gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> you're you are angry buddy I'm not happy <laughs> you are you were like you were pissed all right so um some jackass named uh, Gilbert Arenas. Uh, Arenas? 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 It doesn't matter. Uh, Gilbert. Gilly. Gilly man. Formerly Agent Zero. <laughs> okay. Um, that, was his, that was his nickname. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. So, Gilbert Arenas ha- is a, was a former Golden State Warrior, black man. Mm-hmm. Um, went um, after... Well, so he, so, huh? Golden State Warrior. Sorry, former Golden We're State. We're in the Warrior. dabbling section. Yeah, we don't know if some people are in, like dribblers. <laughs> <laughs> Golden State Warriors is a basketball team. <laughs> they are pretty good. They're pretty stacked. And he played for the Wizards for a little while. Oh, that's that that too. 
Um, I don't know. Is he playing now? No, he's not. Right? No, like no, he's no, no. he's pretty much done. Um, so it's not uh, about the sports. It's absolutely not about the sport because the man is a dumbass. Um, so Gilbert Arenas, um, in the past, um, he's a he's a dark skinned black man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would That's say important. So that because it, I'm saying all these things because it's important to the the context of the story. Um, so he. Um, in the past have talked about Lupita Nyong'o and how that, and basically that her, when most people look at Lupita Nyong'o and would say like, she's very beautiful. She's a very beautiful, talented young woman. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say that? I completely agree. Right. Beautiful, talented young woman. Yes. Um, and anyway, so he, he, he has been known to say that, um, you know, she's not beautiful like yeah I, I would bang her but with the lights turned off she's only beautiful with the lights turned off kind of garbage um and so and people have gone after him like dude you have two dark skinned daughters like daughters who are dark skinned you are talk about stockholm syndrome <laughs> like just just terribleness in that sense right mm. so recently uh lupita went on vacation and took a picture of herself someone took a picture of her in a white bikini with some fun sunglasses um, in front of the waves of the ocean, right? Um, And so people, um, you know, IG'd him and basically said, hey, look, this is the girl that you said looks beautiful in the dark. Like, this girl, like... Look at this girl. Look at this girl. She's freaking beautiful. Like, you're you're dumb, you know? Um, And then, then he goes... He replies to that person and says, everybody's saying her skin looks beautiful. How about her face, though? Lights off. And then he's then he's then he goes on to say, y'all tag me like she got a facelift and she went from a three to a ten. No, she's just a three in blue water with some blue blockers on. This is no different than an ugly girl with a fat ass. I st- I'll st- I, this is a sentence that doesn't make sense to me. Tell me about this. This is a sentence that doesn't make... Also, everything that I, he's just said is still garbage. He goes and says, I'll still beat, but just with the lights off. But she's glowing, though. What? What? Say that again. I'll still beat, but just with the lights off. So he, he's basically saying, I'll still do her, but with the lights off. But her skin is glowing, though? What? I'm, I have so many... Like, what is wrong with you? I, I... Does he know what glowing... I mean, like, to most people, glowing means Like, you're, you're glowing. Radiating. Like, you're radiating. Like, people say that about pregnant women. Like, oh, you're glowing. Do you have that pregnancy glow? I, what are you thinking? I... I'm trying to... I'm trying to dismiss all the things I know about him from the court, right, and the locker room, mm-hmm. and step inside him, just like we talked about with Mike, right. He is who could he be as a person below those onion layers? <laughs> I'm trying to peel them away and see into the core, right, of Gilbert, and I cannot, I just see ugliness. I can't see how ugly the. I didn't know he was this ugly on the inside. It makes me. Like, it's garbage like this that makes the, you know, 
the skin industry in many countries where like Lupita is from, where I'm from. The bleaching. The bleaching of your skin. Oh, God, the, that's awful. the Sammy Sosa. The Sammy Sosa. Can we not talk about Sammy? We didn't <laughs> even mention Sammy this week, but Ugh. God. He looks like a Neop like he just went to a Neapolitan, <laughs> the Neapolitan ice cream. Oh. <laughs> just like from black to like Sammy Sosa Ugh, he does former look- slugger for the Chicago Cubs Ugh. really lightened his skin hardcore and it does not look healthy. It looks terrible Ugh, it looks so bad so gilbert is fitting into that that mindset of like her because he, he has dissed her looks and her skin in the past i yes. believe and yes. he himself is not the lightest of brothers right that and i'm sorry you're not self- that cute either so you can go take several seats as cute. well he's not that cute but when he cleans up and like i mean his he's beard actually not ugly but i'm just like i'm yeah. like this no, makes him disgusting fair. like I look it's at repulsive him and I'm, like it makes he's me like, sick he's like the picture of dorian gray what? Literary reference, y'all. He's like Oscar Wilde uh-huh. and Dorian Gray, uh-huh. where on the outside seems to be holding his features a little bit, mm-hmm. but back home, all this internal ugliness builds a layered oil painting that he keeps hidden in the dark right. of his true exterior self, and he looks like a goblin. <laughs> He's all his his crap internally spews mm-hmm. out, and then you just see this guy in this painting who's just like as ugly on the outside right. as he feels on the inside. So I didn't know Gilbert mm-hmm. internalized all this like colorism, right? Uh, and again, we're assuming we're assuming all of this through the words that he is saying. Like we're when, only using his words, right? So as an educated person with a couple of degrees between us, I think I can, I think we're making a good assumption. I am, I'm, he might disagree. And that's and, fine. And I'm trying Come to, to think the cast, disagree with us. I'm both. trying to think how he would interpret this differently. But to me, it sounds like you call a beautiful, lovely, kind, talented woman, ugly. And in a lot of ways, that ugliness is reflected in you and your children. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means. Are you calling, like... Genuinely, are you calling your daughters ugly? I want to call you out, sir, to a conversation about... (laughs) Stop being a peacemaker, boo. You suck. You fucking suck. Yeah, you need to to quit your shit. And you you need to shut up. Gilbert Gilbert Arenas, who brought guns to a locker room and got suspended from it. You don't remember I don't remember this. I always play this game with people when they try to do some crap. This, like... Friend of mine back in uh, Tennessee uh-huh. used to, he did this one thing. He was a white friend, mm-hmm. and I had gotten to know him, and then he set me off with a couple things, but one of the things that set me off was he was trying to understand black culture. Mm-hmm. He would say things that were really dismissive and unkind, and I'll save it for another day. Right. But in terms of Gilbert Arenas, he said, you know what? The NBA's got an image problem. I said, it has an image problem? What do you mean? And he says... Yeah, there's an image problem in the NBA, not like in football, not like in baseball. And I said, not like in football, what do you, elaborate? Yeah, use more words. You know, because their people, uh, their players are not thought of as friendly or people in the markets aren't interested in the NBA players and don't feel comfortable with them. There's an image problem with the players in the NBA. I thought this was interesting. And I said, do you think it's related to their actions off the court? And he goes, yeah, I think that there's too much happening off the court. I said, okay, you think there's some criminal activity happening outside the lines. Right. And he goes, I think that's the perception. I said, okay, can you tell me 
Name as many off-the-court incidents mm -hmm. as you can from mm -hmm. the NBA mm -hmm. in the last 10 years. I always play this game. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you any hints. Right. The two he could have mentioned were Kobe in Colorado right. and Gilbert Arenas waving guns in the locker room Wait, of the Washington I Wizards. I think I remember Because one of his buddies in the locker room owed him like $200. Yo, those are like... That what is... are you got paid millions you I got like, overpaid by washington right you were no truly you were their marquee player and they paid you way too much so he waved a gun in the locker room he got suspended for talk, like a year talk about someone who needs to go to therapy no seriously like i uh, i i'm i'm i feel for his children if i don't want them to grow up hating their skin and you know like I can't believe dad said that yeah remember like, that time dad called us ugly Oh, by, by calling someone who looks very similar to us ugly? Damn, dude. Like, that is... Uh, it just makes me so sad. Um, the things parents say that scar their kids for life. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take much. Nope, it don't. It sure don't. I'm glad you told me about that because I used to look at him like, oh, he was a good player and I guess nah, a decent go, enough guy. can go suck my you left can, nut. You can go do <laughs> other things with your time, sir. That's... Actually, can you, just, can you just lock yourself in a room and just... Go to a therapist and just come out when you're fixed. NBA, like, two things. Two things I want: Go, uh, Commissioner Silver, please unlimited therapy for our <laughs> athletes, and also financial management because I feel like it's, I want unlimited required therapy. Like everyone needs to go to therapy oh, yeah. once a week, and then financial literacy for everybody. If you to could, be, it, oh yeah, to, to be, be secure after. To be secure after. Um, if you could be a fly on the wall mm -hmm. in any players. A therapy session uh -huh. who would it be russell russell westbrook yeah that would be hella fun that would be so much fun <laughs> i would <laughs> he would one i would just want to see what he's wearing because i it love i love his style so i love his style it's so quirky so weird and i'm into it um i'd love to see what he is like a dad uh with his newborn mm. so i like mm. i'm sure he would talk about that um but also, like, all the KD <laughs> Russell stuff makes me, like, it, it, it gives me a lot of lot of good feelings. I'm like, oh, that would be so fun to, or KD, or e I would even do KD just because I just want to be like, dude, you're in a super team. Dude, you you really phoned it in when it comes <laughs> to. <laughs> really the therapist is like, I'm looking over your record and your chart here, and it looks like. It really looks like you pulled a punk move. Yeah. <laughs> punk ass move. Are you move. Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Egregious. Anywho, but um, yeah, I mean, just, I know we talked a lot about masculinity and about just, I think the first three topics we've been talking about is a lot to do with like mm. self-hatred or not processing your own stuff, um, which is like a very real yeah. thing in especially people of color communities, black communities, especially, the Latino yeah. community. The Apito community, I think it's like so real that we do not process our mm. stuff. I remember telling my parents I was going to therapy, and my mom and dad being like, "Why? You're fine. You're, there's nothing wrong with you." I'm like, "Right, but like, it doesn't hurt to get an an oil change every once in a while. That's Tune right. up, you know, it doesn't hurt." That's right. Anywho, what else is up? So something I thought that was interesting. Uh, do you know what happened this morning when the stock uh, exchange opened? No, what happened? Well, there was a new number one billionaire in the world. Uh, the wealthiest man in the world changed. Who was so, the wealthiest man before? Mr. William Gates. 
Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Has been the pillar of wealth right. for a and, long time. And a great time. philanthropist. Excellent philanthropist. What a, a better guy. guy there is not Don't one. love your computers, but like, love. Yeah, I don't know how you're still the wealth. <laughs> to be honest. I'm pretty sure but. he's just, I mean, but because most of the world actually does use. You're right. Like, you're Microsoft right. stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm in an Apple bubble since I converted back to my iPhone, and now I'm just elitist like everyone else. <laughs> that blue bubble is contaminated. Welcome to the me. club. It's, it's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> This guy, this guy, so, um, be- so he got he got beaten out this morning. Okay. By take a guess. Uh, so it can't be anyone from Apple. No. Who would it be? It uh, is Apple? the CEO of Amazon. Oh my god! I just ordered something from Amazon today. Yeah, I know you I- did. You're probably doing it more than you think. <laughs> oh <because> god! <laughs> they're putting Amazon on everything. Amazon Fresh. Amazon. Uh, I like, do like Amazon Fresh. It's a nice thing too. I know. It yeah, is. it's really easy to it get. It is, and it's inexpensive. It is, <laughs> and that's what they've been doing ever since. Do you remember when they were the book distributor? Yeah, you I got a books. lot of my textbooks from got Amazon, and then they started doing other things. Right, and now they're doing groceries. I used and to get CDs from them too. That was another thing. I used CDs. To, yeah, they got drones. Mm-hmm. They got everything. Like got even even our business partner now is Amazon, where we work. Yeah, that's one of our... Yeah, absolutely. They are straight up... The One person said uh, recently, you better hope that one day you don't wake up and Amazon decides to move into your business lane. Because wow. if they do, that's it for you. Like, And I just got my... Because I have an Amazon credit card. Uh-huh. Because I use Amazon so yeah, much. Yeah, And I just got my new credit card and it looks so fancy. Like, it is... I bet it does. It looks... It doesn't... It's, like, so fancy that it doesn't even have the numbers on the front. You know how, like, credit cards have, like, your account number in the front? It's one of those, like, Damn. gray, like, charcoal. It looks sexy. They're it makes so me want to spend a lot of money. Yes! Look, Amazon <laughs> I'm not is, going to, but Amazon's I really killing want it. to. They, so, at the beginning of this morning, CEO uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. Okay. Bezos or Bezos. Uh-huh. I'm going to call him Bezos. Okay. Um, he had $90.6 million dollars. Uh, no, right, $90.6 billion okay. to his name. Mm-hmm. That was his net worth. And uh, Mr. Gates was at about ninety point two. Come on, Gates. You need to pick, pick, pick it, up. it up. But that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Because it only lasted for about 20 minutes. Really? <laughs> the stock dropped a little bit. And so then he went back down to 89. And Gates went back into the lead. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So for like So it's gonna be the both of them so for the rest of us. People our lives. <laughs> publish articles at the beginning of the day like there's a new number one wealthiest person in the world. And they're CEO. like GK. Just kidding, actually, it's it's done. <laughs> so this, actually that was just for twenty minutes. Lunchtime that's cool. it was it was back to gates again. But uh it was interesting and they're looking at the things that Amazon has done for their business because people are like, This is gonna be the first trillion dollar company in history. It's are they never... are they a public company now? Uh, you can buy stock. I was about to say, I'm like, because that would and, be smart. I and wish I bought stock when I it's now was in college. It's now $1,000, and they say it's going to quickly double. Jesus. It's going to be two k before you know it for a Lord share. Oh, God. So this guy is, uh, Bezos has made some really smart moves, and recently, uh, as of this year, they bought Whole Foods. That's smart. They bought the number one most expensive 
grocery chain in the country. Right. I mean, I don't shop there because right. I don't got but, that kind of money. But, but I would shop at Amazon. I would shop at Amazon Fresh. Right. And now if Amazon has purchased Whole Foods. That means we're going to get their fresh stuff. I'm not leaving to conclusions. All but I'm, I'm saying, saying is I could be having caviar tomorrow on my toast. <laughs> You're going to have caviar With tomorrow. organic honey Dijon mustard. <laughs> you. From the south of France. That is so extra. <laughs> I'm not eating fish right now, but if I was... Smoke locks. <laughs> locks all day. Locks all day. I had locks for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Do people know what locks is? I mean, I, I don't think people I don't know. People, what, what are locks? I didn't know what locks was until, until I moved, you moved here. here. It's smoked salmon. It's smoked salmon. I was like... Like bagel and like locks and bagels and yeah. like cream cheese is like, like a very big deal here. Why are we calling it... Why don't we just call it salmon? It's because of the way they prepare the salmon. I yeah, guess. I think it's... And I, and I think it's the community that helped create that dish. Jewish? I think, yeah. I think they call it locks. Makes sense. Cultural Culturally. stability. I yeah. like that. Um, yeah, but so anyway, this guy, um, he's got money, and Amazon is doing great things, which I think is uh, going to be helpful for all of us who shop at Amazon, which is, at this point... Literally everybody. The entire world. Yeah. Um, if Walmart... Had, Walmart can't even... And Walmart's great. It's still a stable market, but it's like Amazon's crushing. So, and I you thought, literally can get anything. Like when I, I can think of something, yeah. you're like, I wonder if Amazon has it, and they do. They do. They it's always not even a do. It's not even. Has, do you remember the? There was. I don't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but there was one time I was looking for something and Amazon did not have it, <gasps> and that was my reaction. What? I had to stand up, shake it off. I took a walk around the block. <laughs> I was like, hold on. The world is not like something's wrong with the world for it to be. My reality was shook. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's one thousand percent. It's like it's like going to church to pray to God and him. Uh, well, that God being like, wait, what? You believe in me? I'm talking to you right now to tell you, I'm a terrible person and <laughs> you're not going to heaven. There is no heaven actually. So it's like God um, comes and says, like, actually, I'm not God. I've just been this person that's just hanging out. It's like the Wizard of Oz when the curtain oh, comes down. Oh, when the back. curtain comes down. It's just like, wait, this And the is wizard not... is, you know, some, some, guy. some guy behind a curtain. Exactly. Um, so, do you want to play a... I'm going to play a game. Okay. You want to play a game? So let's play a game. Let's, let's... We, got, we got a few minutes before we have to head on out to the next. Just a, a quick game called um, Name That White Guy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to this... be terrible at this because... I don't care for white guys. You know sometimes. what? You know what? In fact, I'll make it easier for you. Okay. I'll name the white guy. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what place they are in the world world's wealthiest billionaires. So they're all white guys, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Great. Well, no, I mean, not all of them. But like but a good chunk of them. The majority of them right. are. The ones I'm going to tell you are all white guys. Okay. Um, and you tell me, based on the name, the placement, and where they are in the world, uh, in the rankings. What company? And I'll, and I'll tell you their net worth. Tell me what company they are. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. All right. Uh, oh, that's... Okay, yeah, I like that. Sure. Um, Jim Walton, age, Walton. age 60, $34 billion, 16th uh, wealthiest. Walmart. You got it. Walton, that's Walmart why. CEO. Okay. And oh, Rob Walton. It, it's got to be his brother, chairman of Walmart. Uh, Sergey Brin. Okay. 
39.8 billion, 43 years old. Sergey Brin. Uh, I have no idea. I can't even. He is the president of Google. Oh. Okay. Number 12. Uh, I won't do all 12 to 1, but 12th highest uh, paid billionaire in the world. Net worth $39.8 billion, 43 years old. Uh, Larry Page. Google. Google CEO. And we don't want to know. Oh, that's nice. Number 11. Okay. Bernard Arnault. Uh-huh. It's French. $41.5 billion, 11th in the world. French? Mm-hmm. That's a clue. Think fashion. Yeah, that's what I'm tr- trying to think, but I'm, I'm not good with fashion stuff. I buy thrift store stuff, so, you know, and, like, Topshop <laughs> and Forever 21. Um, so, I, I can't even. Louis Vuitton. Oh, please. I don't have anything that is remotely close to that in my in my wardrobe. <laughs> A local favorite in New York, mm-hmm. number 10, most, most wealthiest right. person in the world. See, uh, I won't tell you what they're the... Oh, no, never mind. It's Michael Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. Former mayor. Yeah. Of Bloom- New York. I didn't know it was CEO of Bloomberg. Like, you yeah, didn't know Bloomberg. that? Yeah, there's some stuff I don't know that I probably should. <laughs> yeah. That I'm like, what is that? Bloomberg? It's like I when know. I tell you to watch Insecure, but you're like, what's that? Well, that's a different thing. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to talk about David Koch because I don't have the patience for it. Right. You can go I'm not going to talk about the other Koch. And then, the Coke brothers. And then the I wonder f- if they do Coke. You, you wonder? Oh, this is a... I won't even... Zara is number four in the world. Zara, like Zara the... Like the brand? Like the, uh, the, the clothing Kof, company the, that I shop at often? Uh, Amancio Ortega mm-hmm. is the fourth highest uh, net worth in the world. $41.3 billion co-founder of Zara. Whoa! I mean, I I help him because I have you bought I, that many jackets. I mean, not that many jackets, but like Zara is good stuff. And then, it's like a step up from like the Topshop Forever Twenty One. Like it, it's it's good. No, it is. Stuff. I bought a few things from there. Yeah. Uh, and number five, our, our favorite uh, wealthy white guy in the world. Uh, Co. Well, he's thirty three. He's a young guy. Fifty six. Facebook. Fifty-six billion dollars, Mr. Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, f- I didn't even realize face. he was thirty-three. This guy is like still a baby. Yeah, he's only three years older than us. I what know. Are, what, when when are we making our first billion? I'm just feeling <laughs> less good about myself, so I'm glad I played that. So I feel great about myself. All right, that's it. Moving on. Um, I just think we should. I mean, there's a lot of pretty crappy things going on in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. La- the last time we had our cast, uh, something awesome happened. What happened? Um, it literally, we finished our cast. I finished editing it and posting it. Mm-hmm. And I was going through my Instagram, and I saw that Beyonce posted something. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, Beyonce is trying to tell me something. And I look, and it's her with her beautiful children, her specifically her twin babies, with her clearly photoshopped like tummy and things like that. But... Um, but yeah, Beyonce had her twins, and we know when they were born. They were born uh, June thirteenth, um, because it said like she they were a month old, mm-hmm. um, and it was like the thirteenth that we last did our cast or whatever like that night. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just 
I was uh, I was just very happy. I I screamed. I posted on our story mm-hmm. of like, oh my god, Beyonce just told us mm-hmm. we got to see the babies, and these babies are are super adorables, in my opinion. Uh, you know what I thought when I first saw this picture of her holding the twins? What? That's a lovely floral arrangement behind her. <laughs> You're doing shit. And I'll say this because the the pregnancy. Um, outing i guess when she was yeah, pregnant she, and she yeah. posted she had the floral arrangement yeah. behind her was done by uh the girlfriend of uh Ewalarescu, uh-huh. uh, one of my favorite photographers uh-huh. his partner made that mm-hmm. floral arrangement so i was looking at this wondering if she also did i'm sure she did i feel like so and maybe he also took this photo again probably i should look into it but yeah, those kids got strong Jay Z features. Oh, they're hundred percent Jay Z's. Those are his kids. Mama's baby, Papa's maybe nothing. Like those are definitely Jay Z's kids. Um, He's got the strongest genes, and I'm not stronger than Levi. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy, his when Blue Ivy came out, it was like everyone's like that. That's Jay Z's child. That's Jay Z's. Hova Junior. And this is no different. These yeah. two twins are a combination of the two. I can see some of, of Beyonce in there too. But. Yeah. They definitely have Miss Tina's brows, which mm-hmm. is like she she passed that on to her children and her grandchildren. Um, but they're, the kids' names are Rumi Carter and Sir Carter. Rumi is the older of the two because someone leaked their birth certificate, so we got like, a little <gasps> bit more information. There was but they another are, leak. But I think someone like TMZ got a hold of it. Like someone like someone from Beyonce's camp, I think, gave it to them or something. I don't think it was there was a blue ivy leak of a video of her dancing and um people were not like i'm pretty sure someone got fired in the beyonce camp because it was a very personal like they were clearly on vacation video that they took of her i wonder how much i mean a leak is intentional you don't just release a picture of her dancing without right like, i don't i don't knowing. like i don't this was not a typical beyonce jay-z like thing yeah. that they did this was like someone got it from someone that got it from someone right that got it from someone. i wonder how much someone got paid to yeah. let that go right and it was it, was it probably worth... was it worth the not having a job exactly with the parkwood company exactly are you dumb you do not <laughs> you didn't think they'd find out you you, you didn't think they found out <laughs> you dumb you thought jay-z you dumb. and beyonce would not find out <laughs> you dumb they <laughs> Have more intelligence than the CIA. <laughs> they probably know more than the CIA, more than our dumbass at president this, at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, you know what? I got in a conversation with someone mm-hmm. about this recently, mm-hmm. who uh, I had known for a long time, and they were trying to get pregnant, mm-hmm. and they were that's having, very hard to do sometimes. It is, and it was hard for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and her husband had a difficult time doing it, and. That she had been to the doctor, mm-hmm. and every once in a while she'd keep me updated on like what was happening with her diet and what mm-hmm. the doctor was telling her, and so continued trying and had a uh, one miscarriage. Oof. Yeah, which is hard. It's very hard for anybody. <sighs> um, and so she made a comment that I was taken aback by. She was calling into question why Jay-Z now on his newest album 444 would start to apologize and talk about a miscarriage instead of doing it when it happened and essentially 
why they would keep people in the dark about that. They haven't kept... Like, we've known about a miscarriage before. Uh, Beyonce has talked about her miscarriages in the past. Was she very open about that? Or was it more like on a, a certain kind of... I mean, it was it was through Media like a like a like sourcing. a docu yeah it was like a docu a document documentary that happened documentary documentary that she posted she like she put something out there again there are things I don't know she so. she had an interview with <laughs> Oprah and she talked about it with Oprah oh did she really yeah okay this friend of mine had not seen that yeah and I had not seen that well but it's also like it's regardless I, beside the point yeah what you're about to say. I think I know what you're about to say. Like, when you are going through a miscarriage, whether you are a public person or a person like you or I, like, I would... It's not something that I'm going to put out... Like, I think it is really important to talk about miscarriages and how, unfortunately, how common it is in, mm-hmm. in, in it's pregnancies. It's like one in four? I think it's one in four. Yeah. I have a friend who had two miscarriages, mm. um, and she considers those two miscarriages part of her family. Like, we were a family of right. five, you know, like, before, like, but it took her some time to talk about it because it is a loss. It is a very, mm-hmm. it, it feels very humiliating from, as a woman, like, I can only imagine from what I've heard from people, it feels humiliating because you are supposed to house this being in you and take care of it and you know be its protector because you're you are as a woman every it's all you and if you miscarry it feels like it's your fault and maybe it it probably 99.999 times out of 10 it's it's not your fault you know well that's what she was talking about she said the doctor explained the point of a miscarriage is your body recognized there was a defect mm -hmm. in the child's development and the body then terminates that. Right. Because it's trying to produce a healthy being. And if it's not healthy, the body's normal function is to terminate it. Right. And so your body's doing what it's supposed to do. It's not, it's not you, the child. Fault. The term yeah. miscarriage makes it seem like a fumble. Like you miscarried right. it, you dropped it. Right. But in fact, your body did what it was supposed to do. Right. And I think it's a huge... We need to change the terminology... Yeah, and, and, like, I don't know how many doctors even explain it that way. That's the first time I've ever heard it said that way. Like, sometimes it's just, like, it just didn't, like, like it, your body wasn't able to accept God the, works like, in mysterious ways. Right, and, like, there's a lot of things people say. And so for, I will never, ever expect someone who went through, who's going through the coming out process, who's been raped, who's who's got a, had a miscarriage, who's gone through infidelity in their life to talk about it when it happens i'm sorry it takes time to process it and do those things so i'm like no if beyonce wants to take 10 years before she wants to talk about it she absolutely can the same way if i've gone through something and i don't want to talk about it until (sighs) i'm ready if that's what's going to happen i told her to have all the seats in madison square garden i was like i'm very proud of you that that is absolutely ridiculous to expect as someone who has never been on the Beyonce train until she <laughs> until did that Super moment. Bowl. Until well, until the Super Bowl, like I got, I was more on board. But like, I'm coming to her uh, defense, defense. Mm-hmm. and I, I feel very strongly that you should not criticize Miss Carter for this decision that 100%. is completely hers. Yeah. And what right do you have to her private business? Yeah. Now hearing that she did do the interview with Oprah. Um, that's pretty brave and courageous. She only talked about one miscarriage, and I know that, that there's been, like, according to 444, like, according to the album, it seemed like there were multiple miscarriages. Okay. And, but still, like, still. That, again, not uncommon, and it's very sad, and it's 
and I feel for her. But if she, if it's gonna take, you know, and if they're gonna monetarily make money out of it, do you like they're a business? <laughs> they are. They, uh, they are, are, they are business. A, they are business. Period. Comma man. <laughs> period. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just feel I just felt like it was nice to have that as a as an ending point for our dabbling session. You know how we talked about uh, we don't know how people afford to have kids? Yeah. I don't worry about that with this couple. Yeah, I think they're good. <laughs> I, think they're I think they're good. I'm not worried. I'm not I'm not curious. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure they're I'm sure their kids and their kids' kids and their kids' kids' kids will be fine. Oh my gosh. <sighs> what is that like? What is what is even life? So yeah. Is there anything else? No, there were other things that we had to cut out that I just thought were ridiculously silly. Mm-hmm. But I, I will just mention this one thing. There was a girl in Australia, I believe, who knocked over ten pedestals of fine art that cost $200,000 of damage. Oh, just because she wanted to take a selfie. Just Google that. You just can watch Google. that a few times. It's a good chuckle. <laughs> I saw it. I was just like, oh, that's... I wonder if she has to pay for it. That I'm was gonna, like I'm that, was damaging. That. That, was was <laughs> that was damaging. That was hilarious. That was damaging. But that's all I got. All right. Is there anything? I think that's it, right? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next. All right. Let us start with our dribbling section. Dribble, dribble. Duh. There's a lot going on. The league is going through a lot of changes. Ooh, I mean, that was good. You're better than I am. I'm getting there. That was these, uh, that was very good. These uh, this off season is giving me so much. It's it's like that's I've I've never felt an off season this like hectic. Maybe since the decision. Yeah. No. Like I I, I was just about to say since like LeBron's decision to go to Miami. Yeah. And so it's just been. I'm like okay, everyone. Everyone take several seats. Right. Be happy where you are. Let's just stop trading everybody. Right. Can we just can we just start the season already? I'm having a hard time dealing with changes. Um, <laughs> and I'm usually pretty good with changes. Yeah, but. me too. And but this is too much. Um, let's your, your face right now was like a five year old. This is too much. Let's, let's start on the side of um, the light stuff. Yeah, let's start. We got some literally lighter. Stuff. Um, let's talk about uniforms and logos. Yeah, there's some new stuff that came up. Yeah, so the new NBA, there's a new service provider for yeah. making jerseys in the league. Yes, not Adidas anymore or Adidas anymore. We're done with the three stripes. We have a new eight year contract with the swoosh. Yes. So the league has switched over. Nike is going to be branding uh, and making all of the jerseys for the I NBA. I wonder what that contract looked like. Um,. Amazon money. Yeah, like it looked like, like dumb. It's just dumb. Like yes, but you know what? Also, I do wonder if it was as much money as the league needs, because I've been seeing some leaked images of jerseys mm-hmm. that have uh, corporate sponsors on them. Ugh. Like the women's jerseys. Like the women's jerseys. Ugh, Not as so prominently gross. featured. Yeah, because the women's jerseys are like bam, all of them. Right, but the Nike swooshes and like. The upper right breast, okay. and then on the upper left, I've been seeing some uh, sponsors. Can we not do that? I am Please. surprised I'm not hearing more people outraged. I it's so ugly. I hate it in the women's NBA. Like I hate it. Uh huh. Like it looks like the it swoosh looks is, it, The swoosh is all you need. Why do you need more? Like why do you need more money? 
I, I mean, don't. I, guess, I don't know. I, mean, well, well, I don't yeah, know. What, what it did means. we just say? What, <laughs> what did, did we just say? say? That was dumb. That hey, was dumb. <laughs> hey, corporation in capitalist America, why <laughs> do you need more money? <laughs> no, but it's just like, can it. we make like why can't we use the you know like the Super Bowl where they use the commercials to um, really make a ton of money, right? Like, right. I think gone are going to be the days where. Uh, the teams were just like our Chicago Bulls, like just the clean looking uniforms, whatever. Ugh, I think we're going to start broke. junking it up with... It's going to uh, look so ugly. A little bit. I think we're going to have to get used to a new normal. Um, I think the league has been playing... They've been talking about this for years, but now that I think about... I think they were smart. They were strategic about it. Remember when they moved the NBA logo from the front of the jersey uh-huh. to the back yes. top above yeah. it? Yeah. And you're like... Oh, it's not on the front anymore. Oh, they put it on the back below but, the collar. And it looks kind of clean. Yeah, it looks because good. Because it's it wasn't symmetrical. Bad. Yeah. That was like, I think, a preemptive step to say, hey, we're just going to slide this back here. Nobody, just just a clean look. And then Jersey looks a little empty on the front. We're going to add this Boost Mobile logo. Ew, that's <laughs> you know? such an ugly logo, too, of all things. Well, uh, I just threw them out. But, I mean, the things I'm seeing are like some local sponsors like uh, the Detroit Pistons have one for like a local mortgage provider or something, and then the Raptors had one for some Toronto thing. So I'm like, nothing's AT and T or Pepsi yet. Ugh, it's still no. I'm just not Nike. Just with the swoosh, that's all you need. Wow. But how are some of the jerseys looking though? Do they look they, any good? They changed a couple things. First, let's talk about the material. Okay. It's lighter. Okay. It's about twenty uh, percent lighter. That's um, gonna be nice to yeah, play in. It's gonna be lightweight. Oh no! It's approximately. It's fifteen percent. It dries fifteen percent faster. And those boys sweat. Uh huh. So and it's it's uh. 71% of Nike footwear. Oh, so 71% of Nike footwear uses recycled plastic bottles. Oh, that's good. Think about that the next time that you're playing in those. Yeah. I mean, or running. It's yeah. like you're using recycled stuff. That's good, but yeah. why are you paying $120? <laughs> um, each jersey is approximately, each jersey is approximately 20 recycled bottles. So it's environmentally. Conscious. Conscious. That's right. Awesome. Good job, they, NBA. They're trying to be good. Um, in terms of the looks, they changed some of the collars a little bit. So it's not like a V-neck, but it's like a. It's, it's like a. It's like a wishbone. It's kind it of like a look, wishbone. It looks like a wishbone. Mm-hmm. Like an upside down wishbone. And we'll post some of this on our Facebook page, so mm-hmm. you can see some of these images. There's there's a handful out there mm-hmm. right now. The Warriors logo and everything Save, still looks yeah. the same. It's just the collar is just like a slight change. Um, but you don't want to get too far away from colors and everything when yeah. you change a jersey. Uh, the Nuggets are going to start adopting the throwback jerseys with the rainbows in them. Yeah, so there's a couple of throwback jerseys that they're bringing back, aren't they? Uh, across the league? Yeah. Yeah, I thought because I think the Pistons are one of them. The Pistons are the, the jerseys. And the Suns. Are, um, and the uh, jazz. I don't know about the jazz. No, you know, no, I, I lied. They, Nike is bringing old, like for people to buy, like yeah, the like the that old throwback jerseys. I'm sorry. They the Pistons are going back to their old logo. No way. I'm talking about like Bad Boys time. Bad logo? Boys logo. That's fun. The one that had 
really not modern graphics, very simple. You yeah. could have made it in like Microsoft Word. Yeah. That's going to be their logo. I'm into that. And so I like simple. So I'm just going to say, I'm just, and also the Timberwolves have a new logo now. They do. It's the circular one. They started kind of picking oh, they it do up. That? Oh. No, not that. That's the. No, that's the. I was like, that's the yeah. Dallas. That's the Dallas Mavericks. Oh yes, I saw that. And that's you know what you know what that looks like. What? The Atlanta Hawks logo. Oh yes. no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets logo. Yeah. Oh no, 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 wait, I'm sorry. The Raptors. The, the Detroit Pistons logo. Oh, wait, oh no, 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 the, the Raptors. You're right. It looks like the Raptors logo. It looks like all of their logos. It looks like all the <laughs> logos in the league now are circles with the teams. The Bulls, if they do anything like that, I will revolt. That's too classic. I don't think they can touch that for at least 30 years. Um, so what else is new around this? So we got those uh, Rainbow Edition Nuggets jerseys. The Charlotte throwback jerseys. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic. Yeah, that's a very classic one. I like the Brooklyn Nets uh, rounded mm-hmm. like that. It looks. It's not a, a classic look because they weren't a team before in Brooklyn, but it's still but, good. The Raptors... They got that Sun Life logo up there and the top. You see that? That's that corporate sponsorship. Dude, get that cash. I wonder how much that is. Uh, we don't need that. Minnesota's new logo. Detroit. Uh, the Mavericks changed their blue down two value points. Yep. It's a little lighter. Yep. You wouldn't even notice. Uh, yeah, like I didn't notice it until I like looked at it a little bit. The Cavaliers added a couple new logos into their system. You probably saw it a little bit behind. Looks like a shield. Yep, it's like a crest. Yeah, like a crest. Yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You got the sword on the front through the seat. It's you know it's so interesting. We're talking about this, and like clearly, like it's hard to sh- talk about the logos and uniforms and things without actually visually seeing it. But how important the visual is, like, like the Chicago Bulls. If I say Chicago Bulls, everyone has a picture of the bull. Mm-hmm. Like what it looks like of course like the the way the way the eyes look the way like the you know the brows are like a little um like tense look, like everything just like it looks like the chicago bulls yeah. and including the font all those different kinds of color all mm-hmm. those things and i think the chicago bulls logo works because it's it is as simple like as if it's red black white yeah that's all it is it isn't anything more fancy really any logo that has just black and white and you add one more color to it, sick. You're gonna be fine. It's sick. Think about awesome. the Steelers. Yeah. Like black, white. Oh, let's add go. that yellow. Yeah, add that goldish yellow. That's that's good. everything. It's everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it just I mean, it'll be interesting to see the circular logo thing. I get, I get why people are doing that because it it like works for like the Instagrams and the Facebooks and things like that. But like when you think of when you think of the day-to-day, like, what makes... I don't know. They all look the same to me. And right. it's really boring. It is. I wish they would take more risks. Yeah. But you saw that uh, post about the information that they said they were going to now not require teams to wear white jerseys anymore. Yeah, I saw that. Because that was a very classic thing. Like, you knew who was, play- who was, who was the home team because they were wearing white. Right. And now it's like, how am I going to know? How am I gonna know? Isn't that Alex? the? It's like, why were we sticking with that tradition? I didn't <laughs> understand why that that was such a, that was such an odd tradition. Like, oh, you wear white at home. Even baseball teams do it. Yeah. And you're like, but why? Well, I think if you are new to the league or new to the like the sport, that helps with figuring out like who's, who's at home court, who's at. But that takes. Only so, do the Lakers have trouble getting fans when they only wore their gold jerseys at home? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like. 
That's they can't true. figure that out. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It's it, it's not a it's not rocket science that we're you know we're we're trying to figure out. But <laughs> I think it'll be. I think the equipment manager is gonna hate their job because they have now multiple jerseys they can. They have like I think four different jerseys they can pick from, right? Yeah, it's a lot of dryer sheets. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of <laughs> dryer sheets. It's a lot of laundering that they'll have to do and pack for their various. Um, away games and home games the sacramento kings jerseys mm-hmm. uh have, is that purple it's purple it's always uh-huh. been purple yeah, I know but it's, it's like a pur- it's like a lavender purple and then the it's it just gray. says sack well yeah sack town no i know but it's just i just think of don't you know, i just think that oh my grossly. gosh can we please <laughs> just I'm a girl, okay? Let me think my Sac- feelings. Sacktown is doing away with anything. Uh, so it's gray, white, and purple. Right. Not black, white, and purple. Remember in the early 2000s, you yeah. used to be black, white, and purple? Yeah. So now it's just, just soft all over. I don't want the gray. Over. No. I don't. I think it should be going back to black. It's very soft. Yeah. I don't Maybe know. Maybe they're going to be a soft team. Yeah, and it's purple. It's that lilac purple with gray. Yeah. It does not inspire the, toughness. Where, where the black, I think, would have made it pop a little bit better. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunate. Well, yeah, so, I mean, that's the new look this year we're going into. At I, least it's not t- the t-shirts. I did not love the t-shirt situation. Depends. I don't mind some of the teams. Well, I just love how LeBron tried to rip... Do you remember that one mm-hmm. one game he tried to rip the, the sleeve off? He was successful in half of it. <laughs> that's You're right. It looks <laughs> interesting. I mean, I love muscular muscular arms and it being shown in a in a muscle tee. And then <laughs> like he won it. a championship in it. He did. He sure did. With with a guy. With a guy. Who no longer wants to see him. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Kyrie Irving. What what an, I remember sending you I sent you an Instagram mm. message. I was just like, Oh my god with my eye with the emoji of my eyes just like popping out. It makes sense. I'm glad you said that. It, it makes, makes sense. complete sense. It 100% makes sense. When I saw it, I kind there of... There was a shock. It was a shock for me. Taken first. aback, but my initial reaction was, it's time. Yeah, I think I think he's tired of being in the shadow of LeBron. I So, I think there's personnel issues between him and LeBron, which I never really thought there was, but then when I go back and see, like, game footage of them like speaking off the court and things i'm like oh Kyrie just doesn't want to hear it from him anymore mm. like he's just kind of like bruh i i get it i get it can you just get off my junk like we all get it you're the leader right you're the franchise player right and lebron is very um is known to be very vocal with his teammates right. regardless of who they are you know um in the same way that he's mentored many of them and you know has mm-hmm. you know done great things with them too um, but I think when I think about f- for him to get a supermax contract by the end of the, his time there, he's probably not going to because people are not going to look at him the way that they look at, you know, the Russell Westbrooks of his. Like he wants to be the face of the franchise, and he has the ability to. Yeah, and he so, was supposed to be. Yeah, that's why he signed the contract that he did before he Bef- knew LeBron was before coming. he knew LeBron was coming. Yeah. So when LeBron came, he's like, "Oh wait, I guess I'm not the franchise." Am I? Am I still the guy? Hey, everyone, oh, I'm not. Am I still oh, the... oh, I'm I'm Scottie Pippen. I, I, but I wanted to be. But I wanted to be Michael Jordan. I thought I was gonna be Kobe because that's what well, he. Yeah, because yeah. Once. 
and he he looks up to Kobe quite a bit and mm-hmm. shows in his wanting to be the face. Yeah. Like think about I think someone mentioned like, you know, that there you want to think about like how how franchises like are built and when you have personnel issues, it causes problems and then, you know, people part ways or whatever. And I I'm, I'm thinking that like maybe there's he has more of an ego than we realize. Yes. And absolutely. so I think it's I, the last time the new um the new uh GM he recently the new GM mm-hmm. what's his Kobe. name Kobe Kobe Altman. Altman. The new so they finally hired a new GM for the Cavs. Mm-hmm. It's about time, Gilly Gilbert. <laughs> it's not his first rodeo. Nope, it's not. Um Gilbert, what's his face? Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, not Danny Gilbert Gil. Arenas, the the other not right. not a, not not Ugh. not him, the other the I other. almost rolled my eyes back so far in my head <laughs> that they spun backwards. So you're like I almost Oof. had a headache. All right. Um he stated that like as far as he knows he's coming to you know as to... far as they know they have to say that right what because does that mean where's the interest i don't know i mean I don't he know. did a good no from a lot of places have interest no but and a lot of people have the money to right to hire him the assets that they can trade off to get him because he's still right got two years left on the contract right they don't have to trade him. Mm-hmm. He has stated that he wants to be traded. So now all these other teams are interested. But Dan Gilbert, I thought to his credit, as much as I think he's, uh, how should I say, misguided for he's... his beliefs on 45, um, Dan Gilbert said, hey, you saw what happened with the Paul George trade. Mm-hmm. Indiana could have got way more for Paul George. Right. But because Paul George was like, I'm not coming back. Right. We have the rights to Kyrie, and he's under contract with us for two years. We don't have to let him go. So if anyone comes to us with anything less than a bomb, bomb deal, right? We're not um, gonna do it. We're not gonna give him away for just pieces. Yeah, like you know, we don't like, need pieces. We right, got, we're fine. Right. So there, there are some teams out there that Kyrie said. He, well, let me before that. Let me just say, when he first got to Cleveland, it was well known. When LeBron came to Cleveland, he was trying to be Kyrie's kind of big brother to show him how to do this because mm-hmm. you know I'm in Miami I just won all these championships right. like I've been doing this for a minute right, right let me let me show you how to do this and it was very clear early on Kyrie already had a mentor and he didn't need that mm-hmm. he was like I don't I'm, I'm glad good. you're here mm-hmm. that's fine let's I got my, my dude Kobe yeah. I'm trying to be Mamba mentality mm-hmm. so uh, Kyrie is big shot mm-hmm. end of the game mm-hmm. who's winning the clutch shots the, think of the championship they did win it was him. It was him that, that gave them the shot that got them the game. And when they had the Christmas rematch against the Warriors, mm-hmm. when he had to turn around and shoot over Clay at the buzzer, yeah. it was him. Yep. I mean, he, he is has, yeah, guts. totally. He yeah. is total and he finishes at the rim. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those layups he was making in the yeah. finals this year? Yeah. They were just circus shots. And we're like, How did he do that? Physically, how did you do that? He think about the elite point guards in the league. Mm-hmm. John Wall uh, Russell Westbrook, Isaiah Thomas, uh, oh, there's some other people I am totally forgetting here. You want to talk about some of the Golden State Warrior guards? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did you forget about that? I wish I had forgot. Steph Curry, <laughs> Damian like, Lillard. I literally was like waiting for you to get there. I'm like, come on, buddy. <laughs> uh, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. I mean, we could also throw James Harden into yeah. that mix as well, mm-hmm. for that matter. 
Um, Kyrie. Oh, Chris Paul. Sorry. Yeah, I was like Chris. Chris Paul. Paul. Um, Kyrie's like, I'm the best ball handler in the league. Look how I finish. I can right. shoot. But why has he made an all? He hasn't made NBA. He didn't make team. the All Star game last year. Yeah, or All NBA team. Or All NBA team. But that's his point, right? Like he, no one's paying attention to him. I am twenty five. Ugh, such a baby. This is the time yeah. that I'm supposed to be a premier player, and I'm wasting it if I'm here with an organization and Dan Gilbert who cannot get a GM mm-hmm. to save his life. Let go of a good GM. Mm-hmm. We wasted the draft. Right. Really. We let go of the GM three and days before the draft. Apparently they were close to getting Pete, uh, Paul George. We could have gotten Paul. Yeah. We could have gotten a Gordon Hayward yeah. or somebody who Somebody that could have, yeah. And we got nothing. And we got passed up on all these teams. Meanwhile, the Celtics got better. Right. And we're just going in traction. Have the Wizards have done any any trades? They inked up. They didn't do trades. But but I know that they yeah they resigned John Wall's John back Wall. for five years, which is great. Yeah, no, that'd be good. He's for them. franchise player and yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, Kyrie's like, look, I could go somewhere else and prove myself. Right. And that's and possibly get that MVP and do all the things that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't because like because a part of me is like if he if everyone is saying LeBron's gonna leave after next year because he has only one more year left in his contract yeah. um, and might may go to the Lakers I don't know if he will do that to Cleveland again to be honest with you that's just what my gut is saying but I don't know this Cleveland team is uh, in, unstable yeah and it was uh, the commissioner. That uh, that said, um, yeah, he feels sorry for what's going on in Cleveland. When Adam Silver comes out and says, "Like I feel bad for what's going on out there," that's it's not like, a good and, sign. And he, Adam, is like a nice dude, and he like mm-hmm. he plays this neutral, he very neutral. neutral, very neutral. For him to say anything like that, I was because you sent that to me, and I was just like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's." <laughs> That's the commissioner is saying. I have horses in this race. I'm rooting for the Cavs, and it's not looking good. Right, and I feel bad. He's and, commenting as a fan. Absolutely, I, and that I didn't. I didn't see it as him commenting as a commissioner. I absolutely saw it right. as a fan of the game. Um, so interesting to me. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, that that means something's up, and Dan Gilbert's effing up. They, I mean, it's that's just, what I see. Yeah, no. And I also definitely see that I'm sure LeBron is not an easy person. Like, just because of how big he is, an easy person to be around mm-hmm. when it comes to playing, you know. Yeah. Playing playing ball. And, like, and like since this has come out, when I anytime I watch ESPN or anything like that, and they show, like, Kyrie kind of rolling his eyes at LeBron mm. or just being like, Dude, get out of my face. No, but like LeBron yeah, Kyrie listens to LeBron, yeah. but he doesn't respond back uh, the, in the affirmative. Right. He just is like very very uh stoic in his face. Just yes. very like mm-hmm. all right, you know, I'm I'm wiping myself down, I'm getting my Gatorade, whatever, you know? And so I don't I mean, I I I want him to be happy, but I don't want him like I just cuz I, I think he is an incredible ball player and he do, definitely doesn't get the accolades that he deserves. Oh yeah. And I think he he in order to get a supermax contract, he needs to within the past like two or three years be an MVP, defensive mm-hmm. player of the year, be an NBA all team, some one of those things. And he hasn't gotten any of those things in the past LeBron, couple of years. LeBron said this year he thought Kyrie was going to be league MVP in two years. 
You said that too. Yeah. Kyrie is going to be a league MVP within two years. And Just he's not with you. Do, yeah, he's doing it. He's yeah. like, I to do that, I need to step away. Mm-hmm. And when LeBron left Cleveland the first time, he was 25. Yeah. Kyrie is doing the same thing. Right. And that's why LeBron understands. So it's not like he's hurt and he's disgruntled by it. People are making rumors that, you know, apparently LeBron's upset because he's being dragged down in the dirt and this whole thing is being right a bad because teammate. people yeah because, because that's no, what people are reporting on people yeah. are saying that Kyrie doesn't want to play with you they're anymore. making a story they're making yeah, a story it's a story and it's fair but i mean like it's hard to be a nightwing when you're robin to batman yeah you know yeah, yeah. chris o'donnell had to leave mm-hmm. and you know george clooney uh had to do his own thing as batman while he Chris O'Donnell was Nightwing, mm-hmm. and I think we all remember how that went. No one. <laughs> no one remembers. Um, <laughs> no one remembers. Good, good that he did the courageous thing to say. And I, you know what? I applaud the Cavs too, because we didn't find out about that until two weeks mm-hmm. after he put that request in. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just amazing to me that that went under the radar. And Kyrie, I was wondering why the Cavs were so quiet throughout all the trades. And I mm-hmm. wonder if it had a lot to do. Because like, it was I'm all sure. happening within sure. this like month, right? And, and so I'm sure before the two weeks that he gave the notice, like official notice, that there were other rumblings happening. So like maybe getting Paul George wasn't important. And maybe keeping Kyrie where he was was the most important for them. You How know? do we hold on to our amazing point guard? Right. This guy was going to be left with a half-court old team mm-hmm. after LeBron leaves. Because mm-hmm. that team was made for LeBron. Yeah. And if LeBron if leaves, leaves yeah. Kyrie runs a full-court game. Yeah. He had to go half-court for LeBron. Right. And you don't want to be stuck with that deal. No. And Kyrie's so... You're right. He is so smart. Mm-hmm. He is a very intelligent stoic. Except the whole flat earth thing. But other than that. Well, he was trying to be sarcastic. But I literally, I think he, he believes his no, own his shit right No, he does now. not believe that. <laughs> He's doing it. But that, that's what I loved about him is that he was the first one in the 45 era mm-hmm. to come Talk out with some political news. satires. Yeah. Like yeah. fake news. And like, oh yeah, we could do this. He's going at a level that's a little headier. Yeah. In the same way that Colin Kaepernick comes into a locker room right. with... A more intelligent, right? Why does it take like you know two years for a beautician and six months? Yeah, for a like yeah, like totally. wait, this dude's throwing out stats. Yeah, that's the thing. If you listen to a Kyrie Irving interview, it's definitely wittier. It's wittier. Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's dimensions to it. There are levels to yeah. it. And so when you go in and play with a team like this, I think he can be one of the guys. But he is of the Kobe cloth. Right. He's cut from that individual mm-hmm. singular mentality yeah and he is he is all showman yeah and what's interesting so the teams he's looking at that he has said he's interested in would give him either the opportunity to be the man and build play, a team and, and really build like a really team. build a team <laughs> or like get your hard hat on <laughs> yeah like gonna it's take, gonna be some work you're gonna be mixing concrete <laughs> this stuff is not for the faint of heart um, or going to a team that actually is on good footing, mm-hmm. but haven't had a lot of time to play chemistry together. Right. So he could, he so could probably build up. He's, he kind of wants to go to the Timberwolves, which is interesting. <sighs> Who would want to go to Minnesota? But with what Tibbs has put together up there, he could really, you could do that. And we didn't realize how good a friend he is with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. They and are I, such good friends. And I really like Jimmy. I know. 
He, I love Jimmy. We, they have been good ever since Team USA. Mm-hmm. And they still connect and communicate. And there was a time where Kyrie was interested in playing in Chicago just so he could play with Jimmy Butler. I bet. And so you can go play with him. You got Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And they and, probably and, have to give away Andrew Wiggins, which yeah. would be some kind of interesting to yeah. have Andrew Wiggins go back to play for the team that he was drafted by yep. but traded him to get Kevin Love. Yep. And now you play with LeBron and Kevin Love. Yeah. That'd be kind of That'd funny. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, most of the Chicago Bulls going to the Timberwolves anyway, Derrick Rose is going to oh. be a Cav. Um, does it... Yeah. Does it matter? Does it matter? I don't know. Unless it's like pre-ACL tear. No. You won't be that again. We shouldn't... St- we should stop holding that over his head. No, I'm not holding it over his head. It's just he just hasn't been the same dynamic player that he was. It's just a one-year contract. $2.1 million one year. It's Like, that really... is a significant decrease from what he's had. He was talking about last year getting a max deal. And I was like, all right, boo, that's cute. Right. You... Two mil is, is well you, and good. Yeah, you're fine. And... He can still do a lot of things. He averaged eighteen and five this year. Still, still good. Not bad. If you're gonna get, if you're gonna lose Kyrie, Kyrie only averaged five assists because mm-hmm. you have LeBron, mm-hmm. and then Kyrie averaged like 24, 25 points. This guy can get you eighteen. The only issue is he's not a floor spacer. Mm-hmm. Kyrie can yeah. shoot from outside and give you some space. Right. Derrick Rose goes to the rim, and sometimes gets hurt. Yeah. So sometimes he's made of glass. Dude, Sometimes. he is made of glass. Well, ever since Adidas revamped his shoes, okay, I'm going to do this. Go ahead, do it. One, he takes care of his body and the trainers do a good job on yeah, him. But absolutely. also, Adidas, ever since the models where he used to have a firmer foam mm-hmm. midsole, mm-hmm. they put the softer boost midsole in there. Oh, like, a much. ton of it. Impact protection is, like, off the charts. That's good to know. So his bones probably take less of a beating mm-hmm. than they used to. But uh, the newest model came out. There's some leaks on the internet of Derrick Rose 8, which mm-hmm. it's amazing that Adidas signed him to that long a contract. Yeah. He's still making signature shoes. He's Jeez. their most expensive signature shoe still. Well, I, I rem- tied with James Harden. Well, yes. I was like, Harden's probably up there. Because um, I remember moving to New York in the big Adidas store that's out mm-hmm. in Soho. I walked by it. I'm just like... I'm home because Derrick Rose's face is there. Mm. I mean, this is again back in yeah. 2011 when he was, he was you know MVP Derrick Rose. You know, mm-hmm. we hang 2011 over him as the MVP. Uh, and he was MVP 2010, wasn't it? I think it was 2010. Uh, I don't know. One of those two. Yeah. Either either way, he. Uh, oh, it was 2010 because LeBron went to the Heat. Yes. And then people didn't give him the MVP, even though he should have gotten the MVP. And they gave it to... And they gave it to Derrick Rose. Yeah. So, uh, he's paying for that achievement, and we always compare him to that. Yeah. And so, when he comes in and needs... But he also needs to accept that he is this new player. Yeah. I mean, so if he goes to the Cavs and Kyrie leaves, he's most likely going to be the starter, and maybe he can get 15-5, and five, mm-hmm. and that will help them out. His shooting's got to be good. And again, who knows if Kyrie's actually leaving? I, people think he's leaving. Uh, A lot of people think you can't bring them back together. But at the same time, Dan Gilbert is not your average owner. And if he can't get something, he's thrifty. 
No, if, I don't disagree. He doesn't, even though he pays a lot in luxury tax, if he can't get the parts for him, then he's not going to let go of Kyrie. People are saying the Phoenix Suns might have the only thing to offer in right. Eric Bledsoe as a, a point guard right away and Josh Jackson for right. his value. Um, Kyrie mentioned he wants to go to the Knicks, but like, are you serious? Why? So. Don't come to this bad juju. The only way I can see that happening, uh, and no one has said this, but in my mind it works, if you trade Carmelo. Oh, to the, to the Cavs. The Cavs. Yeah. Which is what he wants. Because he wants to play with his friend. And you let go of Kyrie and another asset mm-hmm. that goes to the Knicks because his, you know, Carmelo's salary is too high. Yeah. And then he mentioned some. He mentioned the Spurs. Yeah, Spurs was on, one of them. Can you see him on the Greg Popovich team? I don't know if he would work in that system. Yeah, that system requires a lot of passing and moving without the ball. Right, a lot of selflessness. Right, you don't. You want take to, Mamba mentality to right, that. Right, you don't go there. You don't go there for even that. Kobe should be telling you not to go there. Right. They just inked Pau Gasol for three more years. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't see them playing together. Yeah. I the don't other see that the other option, and this makes a lot of sense for Kyrie, is Miami. It does not make a lot of sense for Cleveland just because there's some some beef right there. There's some yeah. There's some history. So between those, I don't I can't foresee him going to any of those teams. Right. So there's got to be a dark horse that comes out of here and says, we'll take Kyrie for two years and then see. And I will tell you, the, the, if you told me two weeks ago that Kyrie was thinking of leaving, I would have been like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I would have not even, it wasn't even in my radar. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is now, like, something that we're talking about is just like, it just shows how, like, in the off season, anything can happen. He is going to be, he... I'll say this. I think Kyrie's probably one of the top five smartest players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Even As far as basketball IQ? Uh, that and off the court, just intelligence. Oh, and, yeah, okay. And Richard Jefferson on his podcast mm-hmm. even made note, like, look at what Kyrie's had to deal with ever since he came into the league. You were drafted number one, replacing LeBron James in Cleveland as yep. the favorite son. You've had three coaches mm-hmm. over the course of this. Uh, you got inked, and you thought you were going to be the franchise player. Then LeBron comes back in, and you've had injuries, and it's not stable. It's just yeah. he hasn't had consistency in that way. He wants to go someplace where he is the focal, and it can and he be... has consistency support around him. Right, and so you look at a place like Miami with a Spolstra and a Riley. Right. That's that's the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, you Whether you to, agree with their tactics or the way they play yeah. or not. You go to Spurs, that's foundation. Yeah. You go play for Tibbs, that's foundational. Yeah. Like, there's things that are consistent. So, I mean, I can see where he wants to have himself in the next five years. Mm-hmm. And Kobe Bryant's model mm-hmm. is what he's mapping this on. Mm-hmm. So, he understands, I'm stepping away from a championship play team. Mm-hmm. And the only teammate who's ever stepped away from LeBron James Everyone gravitates to LeBron. I am the one I'm black saying, sheep. Yeah. And I know... But I think he likes being that. He does. He and likes being... The pressure. It's, and it's it's exactly like Mamba. Like, he likes uh-huh. being different. I want to. I don't want to follow the crowd. 
I make my own path. I make my own path. And when I go off yeah. to where I go, everyone's going to be watching saying, judging me in comparison to LeBron and the Cavs, judging me in comparison to what I could have had mm-hmm. if I had stayed his teammate versus what I will do on my own. And that raises his his pressure level and he wants that. Yeah. He's gonna, he knows. He's smart enough. And I looked at his tattoos the other day because mm-hmm. he has this one that's like the Samsara uh, hand. Mm-hmm. It's like the envy. Yeah. The hand of like no envy. Yeah. Um, I was like, that is a very culturally specific tattoo. Yeah. Very worldly. Yeah. And then on the other arm, he's got this like geometric abstract uh, I, now I want to look at it. Yeah. And it's like, it's not a basket. There's nothing basketball about it. There's no flames. Mm-hmm. There's no daggers. There's no skulls. There's nothing. It's, it's so heady. It's very heady. He gets stuff that is deep. And that's how Kyrie rolls. He does meditation. He does like vision questing. He wants to, he even said this before Kobe retired. He wants to coach people in life and off the court motivation. Right. And that's what Kobe's working on now. Right. He is in that headspace. So. It's just a. Does he have a friend's tattoo on his arm? He does. That's hilarious. That's what I'm saying. Like, Friends. <laughs> of all things. Yeah, Friends TV show. That's Chan- funny. Which is a show that has some wit to it. Yeah. You know? And that's how he And it's rolls. a very white show. It is a very white show, but... Who has some really cute uh, chest tattoos as well. Um, no, you're just on vacation. I mean, let me... Let yeah, me they're they're nice. He's... That's a thing. His tattoos... That, that can do some damage. Like, you look at him and you think, that guy's tough. But he doesn't need to be... He's in touch with his inner child. Mm-hmm. His inner intelligence. Like, he's very much uh, aware of himself. Yeah. I'm excited to see where he goes. And I think he's still going to be my favorite player. Always has been. This guy's going to be uh, an incredible asset for some team. Yeah. We'll see what the Cavs get back in return. But I, I know, do not right? think... I'll just say this. LeBron James is not coming back to the Cavaliers. Oh, no. Unless something drastic happens, that is not going to happen. And the Cavs and the and Cleveland is going to burn his jersey again. Yeah. Because right, that's, that's just what that's just what they do. Is there anything Can, else on this section? Yeah. I want to talk about one other uh, teammate of LeBron James uh-huh. that has left. Which one? James Jones. <laughs> okay. James Jones oh, right, left right, right. because of retirement. After 14 years in the league, James Jones. Do you remember James Jones? Barely. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Everyone is like, who is James Jones? When you said that to me, I was like, who's James Jones? Oh, yeah, that's right. James Jones. (laughs) James Jones is now going to be the uh, vice president for basketball operations for the Phoenix Suns. And, and we haven't seen the Phoenix Suns in a minute. You sure haven't. They are are starving. they? They are starving for a marquee player. To save their lives. Because, you know, Steve Nash left a long time ago. And I'm saying Kyrie wants to be Steve Nash. He wants to be dishing and scoring and doing right. all the stuff, court end to end. Right. So the Phoenix Suns, I think, with the new uh, James Jones as VP of Basketball Operations, are going to make a gun, gun and run yep. for Kyrie. James Jones, 14 years in the league. This guy's worth mentioning because of the 14 years he played, uh-huh. he never played for a losing team. In the seven years that LeBron James <laughs> won championships, uh-huh. went to the finals, yeah. MVPs, James Jones played on every one of those teams. 
So that must be nice to be a championship winner for doing nothing. The greatest thing he ever did was beat LeBron James. And he's like amazingly lucky to have won championships alongside this guy. Like, did he play any minutes? Like, one. Like, <laughs> like one minute of the one game. One minute. I mean, and, he, and played, he played in the NBA Finals. You, when you one would minute. put him in the game, he'll get you a three. He'll average you, like, 1.5 points a game. <laughs> and he'll... But that was... But you know what's funny? He, LeBron James, and Kevin Love have both said publicly, mm-hmm. James Jones is the best teammate they've ever played with. Oh, wow. I he was a, a guy to have in the locker room. And on the Players Association, he was the treasurer. Oh. So, James Jones has filled a role in the NBA for many years, winning mm-hmm. and always alongside greatness. But he was never the focal point. He was just that guy in the locker room who people wanted to have around because he had to have been a valuable communicator and a valuable yeah. support. And someone to give perspective. He's one of those guys who didn't ask for the spotlight, but you would uh, consult with him. Mm. You would ask him his opinion of things. You know, people respected James Jones for um, his IQ, his basketball IQ, and probably just him as a person. Right. Which is why straight out of retirement, he was swooped up as a VP of basketball operations. That's smart, man. Yo, I don't know. He was so under the radar his whole career. That's why I was just like, who? <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm just like, to turn around and say, like, you played this really well. Yeah, that's it's wild. I did not know that. Yeah, no, I just want to tip my hat to the career uh, on the court of James Jones and wish him luck in his future career in the front office. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, totally exciting. That's our luckiest person of the of the week. This week's lucky person is James Jones. <laughs> Just winning championships and uh, making money. Good job, man. I think that's all yeah, that think... we have for the dribble yeah, section. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's let's, let's keep it moving. Right. It's that time again, folks, for our dope person of the week. Alex, who's your dope person? You want to know the truth? I want to know the truth. The whole truth? The whole truth. Well, then I guess I got to tell you about Paul Pierce. All right. Tell me about Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce just retired from the NBA. Uh, yes. 19 glorious seasons. I can't remember basketball without him. It's weird. Yeah. He's one of those last remaining figures to, yeah. to hang it up. And so I'm just going to give a nod to some of the the life legacies of yeah. Paul Pierce and just the the player and basketball uh genius that he was. Let's do it. I just it's so much I didn't even realize how good <laughs> he was. So I'll just go through some of the things uh to to pay homage. So uh Paul Pierce grew up in Inglewood, California. Inglewood. Down there in Los Angeles, he was a Lakers fan. His whole hated the Celtics. Yes. Which, which is you, very ironic. Which is ironic, because if you know who Paul Pierce is, <laughs> he's one of the greatest Celtics of all time. <laughs> so, uh, born in Inglewood, uh, lived there as a, a youngster, uh, went to the University of Kansas. But even before that, uh, he was a McDonald's All-American mm-hmm. in 1995 in a high school all-star game. Wow. Combining the best talents across the country. And he was actually named in uh, the early 2000s as one of the top 35 McDonald's All-American players of all time. So a really outstanding athlete. And when he played in 1995 on the McDonald's All-American team, you might remember some of these other high schoolers Mm -hmm. by the name of Kevin Garnett, 
Vince Carter, Stefan Marbury, and Anton Jameson. Never heard of those people before in my life. I'm not sure <laughs> if I am. That was they... sarcasm. <laughs> uh, we played in the. Uh, he also played in the slam dunk contest during that year uh, oh, to try funny. it out, but he didn't win. Some guy named Vince Carter won. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Um, he he was... knows Vince Carter very well. We both do. Who is still playing? Good for you. I know, right? Vince is coming back. Um, he's da, da, da. he was drafted by the Boston Celtics. Yep. And he was nicknamed the Truth by Shaquille O'Neal. After a 112 to 107 Lakers victory over the Celtics on March 13th, 2001, in which Pierce scored 42 points on 13 of 19 shooting, O'Neal uh, pulled the Boston Herald reporter uh, Steve Pulpit over and gestured toward his notepad. Hey, take this down, is what he said. My name is Shaquille O'Neal, and Paul Pierce is the motherfucking truth. <laughs> Quote me on that and don't take nothing out. I knew he could play, but I didn't know he could play like this. Paul <laughs> Pierce is the truth. That's how he got his name. Shaquille O'Neal dubbed Think, him the truth. That's, that's um, pretty uh, iconic to be dubbed by Shaquille O'Neal. It's big honors. <laughs> Paul Pierce spent 15 years with the Boston Celtics, who drafted him 10th overall in 1998. Mm-hmm. Uh, he became a bona fide captain of the Celtics and part of the big three. We all remember Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett yep. in the trifecta. And he went on the that championship. That was a fun Celtics team. It was such a good 2008. Ugh. They went on a championship run. First year together, he was awarded finals MVP after averaging 22 points a game. Um, Pierce is the only one of only three players alongside Larry Bird and John Havlicek to score over 20,000 points in his career as a Celtic. Wow. Yeah. He holds the Celtics record for most three-point field goals made and also ranks... Sorry, my thing just refreshed. Mm-hmm. Uh, ranks third in team history in games played, second in points scored, seventh in total rebounds, fifth in total assists, and first in total steals. Jeez, that man was a maniac. Um, he was okay. He has. He looks like he sounds like he did okay. Truthfully, <laughs> um, he has also made the fourth most three-point field goals in NBA history, behind only Jason Terry, Reggie Miller, and Ray Allen. Wow. Um, and, yeah, and then later he was traded to the Nets and made his way to the Wizards and served some good time as a role model and veteran in Los Angeles for the Clippers before signing a one-day contract with the Celtics so just retire. last week so, he, so could re- he could retire. As a Celtic, which is so interesting because he, you know, didn't... It's not interesting. It's sweet because he, you know, was such a... Celtics hater absolutely and now like growing up and now being like a, a famous Celtic a storied career and he stayed healthy for 19 years yeah which didn't is didn't miss many games which is hard to do yeah dude Super hard to do he, he had some struggles along the way sure. and some off-the-court stuff that was not his fault that you know trouble found him mm-hmm. in the worst places and he still bounced back came back on the court and provided just such a lift to his teams and so for that Paul Pierce, um, I grew up with this guy. I, know. I remember this guy. It's and like now shedding a little tear here. It's a little Woo! sentimental, um, <laughs> but to see him hanging up and already off to a good career in um, an analyst job yeah, for ESPN and doing some work, um, I'm glad to see that he's still around. And um, a very c- happy congratulations to him for 19 years. And you know, if you ever want to come to the cast and talk about your life, we would be happy to have you. 
I mean, he could sit next and, to me. That's or fine. I could, I could or make I could, space. I could sit on his lap, whatever. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> so that's the truth. Don't take nothing out. Uh, oh, my Brian God. Brian said he's the motherfucking truth. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That was a good dope person. He, I think, very, very easy well choice. deserved. Easy, easy choice. choice. Super easy choice. Um, so I also found mine to be a pretty easy choice as well. It's a little bit outside of our sports world. Tell us about it. Um, so recently we had a healthcare bill vote basically to repeal the ACA, the American, uh, wait, yeah, ACA, the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was like the American Act. The Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. Um, and publicly we've been, um, we found out that John McCain has brain tumor, has a brain tumor, um, which is incredibly sad. A c- cancer flipping sucks like, like a mofo. Um, and I feel for him and his family, especially mm. going through some of that. And he was applauded, uh, for coming, you know, like a week or so after, or like, no, it was like a few, few, few weeks after his, yeah. His surgery, he had like some surgery in his eye or whatever, um, to come and vote for against the ACA and mm-hmm. um, to repeal it. Um, basically, he was sitting cushioned with his health care, with his own health care, and you know, came back to ruin the lives of millions and millions of people. Duty calls, duty calls, I guess. Um, uh, Anyway, I'm not going to dive into my disdain towards uh, Senator McCain. Um, he is a war hero. I will give him that. And I'll just leave it there. That I'm not going to give him praises beyond that. Because to me, he's Theon Greyjoy of, of uh, Game of Thrones. If you watch Game of Thrones, you'll know what I mean by that. He's a coward. Um, oh, okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> he's a coward. Is he the good guy? <laughs> he's oh, a coward. Okay, no. okay. <laughs> he is a coward. Right. Um, Theon Greyjoy was... Um, famously castrated and became like like very um controlled by this maniac um and very much became like not like he was like this boisterous boy man and then got castrated and became like kind of like a puppet sounds like what gozer did to uh the nerdy guy in ghostbusters 2 i did not watch ghostbusters 2 i've only watched ghostbusters well guess guess that makes uh, a tit for tat. <laughs> Just some of us watch some things and some people are out. So anyway, when he came to the Senate floor, um, he was applauded with um, an, a standing ovation. And just, again, again, not saying that he doesn't deserve the standing ovation for the work that he's done as far as being a war hero and uh, being doing all these things. But he basically came back to ruin the lives of many, many people. However, there was actually a hero in that center floor that no one is talking about that I wanted to give a shout out to. Um, her name, yes, it's a girl. It's a female. It's a woman. All right. <laughs> Fix your face, Alex. <laughs> um, her name is Senator Masi Hirono of Hawaii. Um, she, um, after, she currently has stage four kidney cancer. Um, How many stages are there? It's a serious question. I think it's five. Okay. So four is not great. My grandmother died of stage four breast cancer. Okay. So stage four m- means not great things. It means um, a scarce um, a scarce chance of survival at the very least. So it's severe. It's pretty severe. Um, but she has really good health care. 
you know, and she and she talks about it, like I have healthcare and I'm grateful that I have it that I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay for the, these treatments. Um, but so she's recovering from her second surgery to remove part of her rib because there's like lesions in her rib. Mm. Um, and I think it was, and um, I believe my understanding is that it was only been maybe a couple of weeks, but she flew all the way from Hawaii to DC to vote no against the repealing of Obamacare. Um, to me, that's a real hero. She didn't get the standing ovations. She didn't get any mainstream media applause or, or um, you know, just accolades. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the first Asian American woman senator in our system. Mm-hmm. We are 200 years old, folks. Wow. So just putting more things out there. Um, she literally had surgery, and she and she didn't do going. She didn't go to the Senate floor for any publicity. She did it because she knew it was right. The right thing to do was to go and save, um, save healthcare for folks and the coward folks, the cowardice folks that are out there um, who repealed it. Um, go f yourself. Um, and ugh, I can't. I can't. I don't have anything else nice to say. But um, mm. she's incredibly amazing. She comes from an immigrant family background like many Asian American women and people out there. Um, and she, she's spoken very, like very openly when she's given the opportunity, um, about how anything the Republicans are going to bring as far as healthcare is concerned is not going to be something that's going to be benefit, a benefit for Mm. the American, American people. Um, she stood alongside Elizabeth Warren and spoke about her, cancer diagnosis she said she's doing well and that she's able to do well because she has good health care and that she has good doctors around her and that's what every human deserves like this isn't a a right everyone deserves to live well and to live healthily um, and to live without fear that if i go to the hospital how much is this going to cost me um so for me masi hirono you are a hero beyond anything i wish you nothing but the best when it comes to your recovery with your cancer um i hope you kick its ass because i know you will because that's what kick-ass women like you do um to me you are a hero because you not only talk the talk you're walking it takes a true hero to walk the walk your talk um and actually stand by your convictions when it matters so she's my dope person of the week that's a good choice yeah Man, and no one's talking about her, and that's what pisses me off. And maybe it's because she's an Asian woman, maybe because she's not an old white dude, like you know. But again, I'm not taking away the fact that you know what John McCain did as what in you know he he could have easily used his status to not be a POW, mm-hmm. yeah. but he didn't. He stayed, and I think that's super admirable. Everything after that, he mm. can, it has been very cowardly. I will say he's been very critical of the healthcare process right now, and he's calling for his party to get its act together and stop this. Uh, so then, why do that by repealing the ACA? He's uh, that's political politics. That's no, I propaganda. Know. That's what he's doing. No, that's hundred percent what he's doing. He's in the camp of people who is maintaining a party line and at the same time calling for the slowing down of the process to actually go back to being 
a Senate and a governing body to actually consider options. Right. Um, it's the Mitch McConnells of the world who have cronies who are wholeheartedly going along with just shoving this down. Um, so McCain has somewhat of a conscience, but at the same I time, that he's, he doesn't, but... he's, he's serving in the, um, in the machine. And I, I will say a lot of the, the things as his, a lot of the, the coverage around him was because of his cancer. And I just think, you know, there's someone who's still actually battling her cancer and traveled longer than you had to, to get to DC and did the right thing. So that's why she's my dope person. Do you have anything else you want to add before we end off? I, I'm just reading right now mm-hmm. about the 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 skinny Obamacare repeal, the skinny repeal. Yeah, that's she's she's talked about that. Yeah, and how I'm she thinks to, is like stupid. I'm trying to. Yeah, that's the part that's like uh, the Republicans who voted against the Obamacare straight repeal. Seven Republicans broke leadership. And they were, oh yeah, Susan Collins. Yeah, that was a wide margin of people. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of Republicans who are not. So, Oh, John McCain. John McCain voted against. Of the skinny repeal? Yeah. He just wanted straight repeal. Uh, Democrats to defeat the amendment of Congress. Da, 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 da. Wednesday, Trump, McCain. I thought I heard earlier that he voted against it twice. I don't know, man. The I, whole Republican Party is that's, such a hot-ass mess this, that it just gives me a headache. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I'm going to go fact-check this later, but I kind of heard that he voted against it twice, and he's calling for them to stop trying to ram this thing down fast. Um, but and, Mitch McConnell but Mitch has McConnell a lot of feelings. Problem. Mitch McConnell's the problem, and he, he is... He looks like Kermit the Frog. No, that says that gives a bad name to Kermit. That's you know you're right. I, looks, I take that back. I take that back. He looks like a a turtle at the zoo that hasn't. That's even better. Hasn't eaten in a while. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I looked at some pictures of him as a younger man. Not a bad looking guy. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in time, he's he's pulled a Dorian Gray. Ooh. But in the actual. Ooh. Full circle, bringing that right back around. I love it. Literature references. <laughs> Oscar Wilde gets it. Tweet I'm into that. it. Tweet I'm into that. it. All right. That's all I got. All right. This was a good cast. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. We'll see you in two weeks. Two weeks. Cheers.